Hello and welcome to part one of our special Avengers Infinity War preview episode. My name is Josh and you are listening to Occasionally Important, a podcast where we discuss all things sports, movies, TV, pop culture, and occasionally things that are actually important. On this episode, my co-host Isaac and I are joined by intern Britt and our social media director Rachel to discuss the next round of the Worst Word Tournament as we get into the final four, the nitty gritty. Following this, we bring in Brother Jacob to rank all of the Marvel movies, oh yeah, all of them, that have come out so far in preparation for Infinity War. We are splitting this episode into two parts, so in part one we will rank our movies all the way from 18 to 5, and later in the week we will release part two, in which we will unveil our top five Marvel movies and make predictions for Infinity War coming out this Friday. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to our special Avengers Infinity War preview edition of Occasionally Important. My name is Josh, and after a long hiatus, my co-host is back. Yep, you're right. It's me, (laughs) Isaac. After a brief suspension from the pod, I am back. Uh, Yeah, he was was punished. (laughs) And today, we are joined by the second least brother that we've had on the pod, that's right, we have Brother Jacob on the pod here to talk about superheroes, Woo! our special superhero correspondent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob Lees. Jacob, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, I'm Jacob. I am the middle child of the Lees brothers. I am an accounting and finance stupid student. <laughs> A stupid bitch? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> student at Western Washington. Um... I'm a huge superhero nerd, which is why I'm here to talk about the Avengers. I know a lot more than I should about this is true. the Avengers. Yeah, way more. <laughs> and I think that's why these guys asked me on. Yep. So. We need someone informed because we we too often don't know what we're talking about. Honestly, we're not really qualified to talk about any of the stuff that we're talking about, but uh, we like to try and find people who are. So. Exactly. Exactly. We <laughs> and, also... Uh, again, have intern Britt, who filled in as co-host last week, did a great job, so intern yeah. Britt is back. Yeah, guys, I'm super excited to be back. Uh, feels a little bit sad to have less minutes on the podcast, <laughs> but you know, when it was my Okay, time shut to up, start. you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that being said... Uh, we also have our social media director on the pod today. Uh, her name's Rachel, and she's been dominating Instagram and all that, so she is here today. Honestly, the biggest play that we have made <laughs> in like the this whole time has been adding her. Uh, just a great so addition. Like Ben Britt. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Brent. You know, I think I outdid you with the addition to the podcast. <laughs> Rachel holds the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, super excited to be here. Um, official introduction on the pod. I had a, you know, kind of an introduction last week with the advertisement space, but <laughs> yes, we're, <laughs> we're actually going to go ahead and jump right into round two of the worst. Oh, no, this word is actually we're, uh, round, round three. three yeah. Round three. Of wow. The, yeah, I know. Round one must happen before I got onboarded. So it's you know, uh, it's true. It did. Easy yeah. mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So round three of worst word. We had some close matchups this time. So 
first, we're going to go ahead and go Queef versus Schmegma. Queef won <laughs> in a landslide, 80% to 20%. All right. Again. Expected. Expected. Queef is the ultimate one seed. It's probably an undefeated word at this point. Uh, I mean, yes, it yes, is. it is. Well, it technically <laughs> is. <laughs> you're, you're, you're correct. Uh, I just I say it every time, but you audibly hear the action when you say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Moving on. <laughs> so going up against Queef in the next round is going to be Moist that beat out Flaps fifty-two to forty-eight. Real heartbreaker with that one. Yeah, no, totally. I think most of us on the pod are sad that yeah. Flaps is out. We were we were kind of rooting for that one, especially Britt. You got some thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, I thought it was a real Cinderella story coming from a four seed having a, two big upsets, but then just couldn't quite beat Moist. I still think Moist is one of the most overrated words in the English I language. I agree. I think we all do, but I just would like to point out, if you combine these two words, it makes maybe the worst <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, no! 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 Moist no, no. Moist <laughs> no! All right, Moist listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Moving right along to uh, our next matchup, Puss versus Secrete. Puss beat out Secrete 57-43. Another close matchup with that one. Yeah. yeah, that was a close one. There was a moment where Secrete was winning, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, Secrete pulling it out. But uh, Puss was victorious, as we predicted. We thought Puss and Queef were the most two yeah. uh, disgusting words here. So Yeah, I think Puss is just, a, again, another powerhouse. I'm not sure that we'll see a word that is gonna gonna beat that one. Yeah. All right, and then going up against Puss in the next round is going to be Swag that beat out Dab. Isaac has some strong feelings about this one. No one, and trust me, no one in the world is more disappointed in this result than I am. I I am uh, strongly against dabbing. Uh, I vocalized that on the pod. Yep. I'm very disappointed. Uh, I will probably vote for Puss just out of sheer uh, frustration that it beat Dab. <laughs> yeah, this was a close one. It was only two votes away from beating out Swag. So. See, I'm I'm ecstatic about this victory <laughs> because I'm still disappointed that Bay didn't move mm. forward over Dab. Agree. Because uh, Bay's so much so much worse to me. Once again, I like yeah. dabbing. I dabbed before this podcast. <laughs> so I'm it's true, still, and I cringed. <laughs> yes. So I'm I'm very happy about Swag winning. So Rachel, what are the uh, once again the matchups? Yeah, so the matchups for this next round is going to be Queef versus Moist or Moist Queef. Oh my god! <laughs> and then on the other side of the bracket is going to be Puss versus Swag. So that will be up as soon as this podcast is up. Make sure you cast your vote. Yeah, make yep, sure you yep. follow us on Instagram at yep. Occasionally Important and subscribe to our pod. Yep, and that's how you we you vote on the stories and everything, so you cannot vote unless you're following. So make yeah. sure you follow. Mm-hmm. We're going to move on to the main part of our podcast today, which is Avengers Infinity War preview. We are less than one week away. Five days to be exact. <laughs> from the biggest movie in Marvel Cinematic History. Yeah. I'm ecstatic, so we are dedicating the rest of this pod to this topic, and we're going to start by ranking our Marvel movies. Yeah, I think that this is a really uh, fun activity, especially with the amount of movies that they have put out in the, like, I mean, I guess since we were in like the 7th and 8th grade, it's kind of been yeah. the whole process of us growing up, uh, getting yeah. to see these awesome superhero movies. 
So, uh, you know, we're going to put all this into context for you, help you remember some stuff before uh, we get into probably the biggest movie that has come out in a, in, at least in, in a, while. a while. Yeah. At least since Star Wars Force Awakens. Yeah, it's at the least. Biggest movie. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, we're grateful to have our in-house correspondent, Jacob, to help us out with this. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> knows way more than we do. Um, talking to him for about ten minutes before the pod, he's already brought up like five or six things that I would have never gotten if he wasn't here. So <laughs> Very true. <laughs> definitely ready to get some education done <laughs> All right. in this short time. Well, we're going to start with our rankings. Uh, Jacob, what do you have as the worst Marvel movie that has come out so far? So, there's 18 total, and so at 18, my I am very biased about my worst, because I hate this movie. It's one of my least favorite movies ever. I know what you're going to say. And it's Iron Man 3, because it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight up garbage. People like Iron Man Controversial. 3. Controversial. And I don't get it, because, I mean, I can explain why. <laughs> I mean, why? Why? Did why? You yeah. hit- Iron Man 3, first of all, context. In the comics, the Mandarin is the main villain of Iron Man, so when people found out that Mandarin was going to be the villain of Iron Man 3. They're freaking out. Like, it's a totally different villain. It doesn't have anything to do with the Iron Man suit. It's, like, all about magic. Really, really cool. And they totally screwed it up by making him not even the Mandarin. It was some random actor. Actor. (laughs) And then, whatever his name is, Killian, is the villain with the weird nuke people. That doesn't make any sense. And then, okay, also, at the end, Pepper becoming a superhero... We're, and we haven't even seen her since no, this movie. It was cringy, her whole part in it. Yeah. There's like nothing about the movie I enjoyed. I've watched it a couple times since theaters. Yeah. And I've been going through the Marvel movies since with my friend Michaela Chandler in preparation <laughs> for Infinity War. And Iron Man 3 is just, it's skippable, honestly. Wow. Strong wow. take from Jacob here. Uh, <laughs> I would agree. I, I. I feel like I've only seen that movie once, but there is no part of me that feels like I need to watch it again. Ever. Okay. Never. Iron Man 3 is my least favorite Iron Man, but is not my least favorite Marvel mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, uh, that's, that's reasonable. Yeah, my <laughs> least favorite Marvel movie is Thor 2. Thor 2 is... It's just... Not, it's fine. It's nothing. It's nothing special. Nothing about it is entertaining to me. I don't think Natalie Portman's character is, is like entertaining in any way. Thus, she wasn't put in Thor 3. Uh, uh, Moving on to the next one, though. Uh, 17 is probably the most forgettable movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is The Incredible Hulk. Agreed. Same. Um, I just literally forgot that it was part of the Marvel Universe until I was going through them to watch them for Infinity War. I honestly skipped it because it has no relevance. Like, Mark Ruffalo isn't even Bruce Banner in it. Uh, Abomination is awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's an awful take of Abomination, which is the villain for those of you who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to sound just... condescending a couple times on this podcast, so don't take it personally. Uh, there's also, it it does feel like it wasn't even supposed to be included. Like it doesn't feel no. like it was made with the idea of the whole universe in mind until the post credit scene where Tony Stark shows up and you're yeah. like, wait, and it seems what? like he just like kind of lazily put that together. Yeah. So yeah, Hulk, it's. Whatever. I guess yeah. I got a question off of this. How do you think the series would be different with Edward Norton staying as oh. Incredible Hulk versus Mark versus Ruffalo? Mark Ruffalo? It would be inter- I think Mark Ruffalo brings a lot I do as too. Bruce Banner. I think he's really, really good as Bruce Banner. And yeah. I think Edward Norton's kind of a boring actor a lot of the times. I think I he's like been him, in though. good parts, obviously, but yeah. that's yeah. another discussion. Totally. But as Bruce Banner, it's just, he doesn't give, I don't think he gives the intellect that like Mark Ruffalo is 
Bruce Banner is supposed to be the one of the smartest beings in the True. universe. True, and I think Edward Norton's a little like too serious to play yeah. the role. Like I don't yeah. ever see him as kind of like this being was... able to like slapstick humor with Tony Stark. Yeah, he. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think, I mean, maybe this is inappropriate, but I'm not sure how intelligent I think Edward Norton looks. Yeah. Whereas like Mark Ruffalo, he, he looks he kind like of kind of looks, looks, looks like a professor. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Next one, Jacob. What's on your list? Uh, Sixteen is Iron Man two for me. Oh, um, you have Iron Man two and three, and you're not a big. Three. Fan. I think we could talk about it once we get through more. But I think the Iron Man trilogy declines throughout it. Okay. And I think Iron Man two just dropped off. Like the villains, Whiplash. Whiplash looked really, really cool. Like he could have been a really cool villain. Totally. He was arrested within like thirty minutes of the movie. <laughs> that scene is cool. Though. It is like the racing yeah. scene is cool, but he gets beat by Happy hitting him with a car. <laughs> it's like, true. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's disappointing. And then Hammer, Justin Hammer, eventually becomes the villain who is just a competitor. Like it's not even once again the villains misused. Yes, is what you're saying, and yeah. that's going to be a recurring theme I... of the worst Marvel movies yes. is that the villains are not great. And literally, it does introduce uh, War Machine. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's the, the And I like that War Machine is played by a different guy. Yes. In the, in the first Iron Man, it's Terrence Howard. In this one, it's Don Cheadle. And Don Cheadle's Don the Cheadle's, rest of them. And he's ma- uh, yeah. much better. I like Don I'll, Cheadle a lot. I will have a strong take on War Machine later on yes. in this okay. podcast. Yes. I, yes. I agree. <laughs> also, keep in mind, uh, Black Widow is introduced in this movie. Yes. Yeah. And, and she's great. That's like the first time where I was like, oh, they're really introducing other heroes into this universe yeah. yeah okay so it has its flaws but it's not terrible is what it's saying. not awful i don't think after honestly after iron man 3 i don't think any of them are awful okay iron man 3 is my number uh or sorry this is 16 yes uh thor is my 16 iron man 3 is 15 for me okay what's your 15? wait 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 what let's hear let's talk about thor a little thor? Bit. yeah uh thor one again Boring. I don't see. I don't think Chris Hemsworth is interesting as Thor until Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I think he's just kind of boring. He's just kind of there. He's super powerful, but I don't think his character is interesting. I and think. Yeah, I think that's a big flaw of Thor mm-hmm. because I don't care about him that much. I feel like I run into this problem with superheroes that I find are like almost too powerful for their own good. Where it's like, how is Thor, who is supposedly like immortal or whatever? How is he supposed to get hurt? How am I supposed to, like, fear for, like, his life? I have the same problem whenever I watch, like, a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, this guy's a god. Yeah, like, how are you going to beat how, him? How are you supposed to beat him? I'm not, like, worried that he's not going to make it at all. Yeah, and that's one thing. I was reading this list the other day of, like, overpowered and underpowered. And they do not... The thing about Thor is they don't project him to be this all-powerful god. Like, he yeah. should be easily beat. All of the Avengers. Yeah. Like, he, mm-hmm. in the comics, he literally can take on Thanos one-on-one. And you don't really care about Thor. He's underrated in all of the movies. Until we can talk about Ragnarok later. Yep. But, yeah. Totally. I, I agree with that. I already said my 15. It was Iron Man 3. What's your 15? Uh, my 15 is Captain America, the first one. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a good period piece, too, of doing World War One, I, I think. Yeah. Yep. And... Like, I think they did all right with Red Skull. No, it, it was World War II. Was it World War II? It was yeah, World okay. War II. It was World, World War II. II. Yeah. yeah. Red Skull is a really, really cool comic book character, and 
A lot of people think he's going to come back. There are he was rumors that he's in, not he dead. didn't die. He went into the Tesseract. Yeah, so there's rumors that he could return in Infinity War. Yeah. Wow. Which, Which I think would be insane cool if they do it better than they yeah. did. And he's a really cool character. He is supposed to be a super soldier. So he's supposed to be just as strong as Captain America. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's kind of boring at times. And it definitely has a big lull in the middle of the movie. And that's why I, like, I didn't think it was as good as other ones i have to say when i was re-watching this one i did feel like because beforehand i was like captain america i saw it once i not not didn't leave a huge impression but when i rewatched it definitely a good watch very entertaining like i liked it all the way through totally. uh, i will like it yeah um quickly for me the reason why iron man 3 is above those other, other three for me is just because i think tony stark's more interesting than hulk and thor and i think it's yep. funner to watch that's pretty much it. Yeah. 14 for me is what was your 15 was Captain America. As Isaac said, I I actually re, like enjoyed rewatching it. It was better than I remembered it being. Um there is an element of Captain America you could tell they don't know what they want to do with him yet and they don't figure that out till later. And he is significantly weaker compared to the other Avengers that have been that are introduced at the time. Britt, what do you want to say about uh, that? As someone who doesn't really watch a lot of superhero movies, I watch them just for entertainment value, don't really look into the lore and all that. Can you guys explain just to like me and also the listeners, like what's Captain America's thing? Because mm-hmm. it just kind of seems like he carries a shield mm-hmm. and he was frozen and now he's alive. Yeah. Let's give that so. to Jacob. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. So Captain America, he's known as the first Avengers the first Avenger because he was the first superhero in like 1940 and so what they did was Tony Stark or not Tony Stark his father Howard Stark actually he didn't create it never mind scratch that (laughs) Um, they were trying to create a super soldier for the war and it had failed multiple multiple times and most of them died and then it worked with Captain America Steve Rogers Um, and so he grew in size like he literally got taller he has incredible strength like incredible speed he has pretty much just enhanced abilities all around and then they created a vibranium shield what's vibranium? vibranium is an indestructible metal that cannot be destroyed um, hence indestructible (laughs) (laughs) yes Um, and so he carries around the shield to protect himself because obviously Captain America is not like just because he's a super soldier he can still die by like a bullet and everything so he is by like definition probably weaker than a lot of the avengers but he is also viewed as like the leader and that's why he i think the marvel cinematic universe has buffed up his like power and how strong he is yeah yeah i mean it's pretty much if you're talking about leaders you're looking at tony stark and captain america totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely and we'll get more into that later on but Mm -hmm. yeah i like it i think that they definitely improve upon Cap as it goes along, yes, though. Yes, absolutely. Then, are we, we're on 13? I didn't say my 14. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're 14. Yeah, my 14 is the first Thor. And I like like I like the Thors, and I put the Thors up higher than my other four because I like the... I'm a really big sci-fi guy. So I like the whole god aspect, like the Asgard. I think Asgard is a really, really cool concept, and like I think they did a really, really good job of presenting it as this huge realm of i mean it's flat too like the whole thought of like norse people in the norse times like they thought the world was flat and that's how they made asgard just super super cool um but yeah i think just the powers and everything of thor makes it interesting i think thor once has a big it's kind of boring at times 
Um, yeah, Lola, but it also oh, Hawkeye is introduced in it. I forgot about that. Yes, Hawkeye Briefly. is. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Loki is, and yeah. Loki, in my opinion, is the best villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow, okay. I would I would be willing to go there too. I think again, like we went over it a little bit, but the, again, the big problem with Thor is I think he was just like the most like misused yes, in I, there's, certain senses. There's no doubt that he was misused in his first two movies. Yeah. But I also love Loki, like one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe just because his arc is so interesting. You never really know what his thinking. motive is. Yeah. You're always predicting him to go like back on like his brother, like everything. And their relationship is very interesting. It's cool to watch yeah. and Tom Hiddleston is really good at it. Like I think he's a really good actor at playing Loki. And I really mm-hmm. like him too, and that's kind of cool. why I put Thor. So let's use that to transition to your next one because it's also related. Yeah, the next one is Thor: The Dark World, and I, most people would say that Thor: that's Dark my World least is favorite. one of the worst ones. And I don't think it's great by any means, but it definitely introduced more of the mystical areas of like the Thor universe. And while I think Jane Foster is boring, and they <laughs> had no reason for using the Aether. Which is an Infinity Stone. Which, yeah, so it's a huge part of the universe that they put into this movie yes. is an Infinity Stone. Yeah. Um, also, we didn't talk about how the Tesseract was introduced into Captain America, yeah. which is a big part. Yes. Which is also the other Infinity holds an Stone. Infinity Stone, the Space yeah. Stone, for those who have no idea what an Infinity Stone is. <laughs> we will go over yeah. that <laughs> when we get to the Infinity War section. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, but it introduces the Aether, and I think it's really weird that they use the Aether as, like, Jane Foster as a host for it. And the villain, Malkeith, is the worst villain, no, without a doubt. But I just really like the mystical and, like, the different worlds they introduce in Thor The Dark World. And that's I gotcha. why I put it up there. My 13 is Iron Man 2. We've already talked about it. Um, but, yeah, Iron Man 2 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 12... For me, is Ant Man. Uh, I think it's it was uh, it was a moment where I realized Marvel could release anything; it would be entertaining. It was like Ant Man who talks to ants. <laughs> That's his powers, <laughs> and he can shrink. <laughs> and that it was funny though; it was really good. Paul Rudd, I did not expect to be a good like superhero character, and he was like it was it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, my twelve is Age of Ultron. Um, a lot of people do not like Age of Ultron because of how big of a letdown it was after mm-hmm. having the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. And while I think Age of Ultron is good, like it's a good movie, introduces Scarlet Witch, Vision, Quicksilver. Yeah. Like Ultron, I don't think they did great. I think it's kind of like he adds a comedic aspect in a way of being like a sarcastic robot. But in the comics, Ultron is like this menacing, unhuman whatsoever. Like he literally just wants to destroy all humanity. And gotcha. that's kind of what the trailer for Age of Ultron portrayed it to be, was like, he's this evil robot who's going to kill everyone. And they didn't do that. So I'm seeing a theme here that our lower le- our lower movies consistently have bad villains. Yes. They yeah. consistently don't do the villain well. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, I mean, uh, we'll talk about it more, but like the big theme for me in my <laughs> favorite superhero movies are, I like the heroes don't nearly matter as much to me as the villain and what's going on with that storyline because there's no reason for me to care if I don't like identify with what the villain's like trying to do like yeah. if there's no reason for me to care about why 
like if there's if the villain doesn't feel evil to me, like there's no reason for me to care about why the superhero is having yeah. to do anything. Exactly. True. Um, quickly on Ant Man, the reason I didn't like it again was the villain. I didn't think the villain mm-hmm. was very good, and there and on rewatch, like when I rewatched it, there are a lot of boring parts. Like when I first watched, it, I was like, oh, that's pretty good, but mm-hmm. it's not as rewatchable as other movies, which is yeah. why I have it at number twelve. Yeah. And yeah. I have Ant-Man at 11 for me. I really like Paul Rudd. I think it's a really good comedic movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, it adds a lot to that. Um, and I'm really excited to see, like, the Ant-Man and the Wasp whole aspect of going into the quantum realm, which is a whole other story. That's really hard to explain. <laughs> yes. Um, but I really like, like, Ant-Man so is really nerdy. good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, I also like how it's like a heist movie. Like it's a I do too. heist movie and it's different and from it's the other movies. Scale. It's I like small, small scale. I like that small scale. It kind of does it has a little part with Falcon at the Avengers, which is mm-hmm. a little like nod to everything else, but it doesn't really but like, I love matter that. in the big scheme of things. I, I love just, that part because I thought that was cheesy. Really? To be honest. Really? Yeah, I like like I, like I get it. They have their tie-ins, but I thought it was I thought that was cheesy. Mm-hmm. I I love Paul Rudd. I was super excited when I heard he was doing Ant-Man. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with both of you guys in just saying that it was kind of one of those points where we were like, okay, Marvel can put anything on, like, yeah. a screen and I'll end up watching yeah. it. Yeah. I, the thing I liked about the Falcon thing is, like, I loved being able to see a world where where the Avengers are, like, a part of pop culture almost. Mm. Where it's, like, they're just known as, like, this force. And you got to see that for the first time on this small scale in Ant-Man, which I liked about that. But yeah. my number 11 is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Some people might think that that is crazy, because I have met people that liked it more than one, which is insane to me. On first viewing, Guardians 2, I, I kind of thought it was in the same realm as Guardians 1, but then I rewatched it, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. It's funny, but that's pretty much all it has going for it. There isn't even really a plot. Mm-hmm. Like, it really has nothing to do with anything it's just things that kind of unfold randomly and then all of a sudden they're fighting ego mm-hmm. and it's kind of all over the place i don't see really how it fits into the whole universe either it does seem a little forced the reason why i have it so high though is because the guardians are just so funny and they're entertaining to watch uh that it pulls it up that far to me yeah i love i i personally love the guardian series i would probably have had it in my top 10 personally uh, I just I think it's funny, and I do think Ego was a like good bad guy. I don't know if they did him justice because I don't know how much I don't know very much about him as a villain. But I thought like the idea of what he was um, was super interesting, and I really liked. Uh, I just I just like the the movies. The soundtrack again was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Thought it was thought it was a good addition, very entertaining at least. Yeah, I think Guardians 2 is entertaining for sure. It's funny. It builds a lot on the comedy of the first one. Um, I think Ego is an interesting villain where I think he was really only introduced to be Peter Quill's father and to explain why he was able to hold the power stone for so long. For so long. Yeah. Like that, I think they're trying to explain that. And that's the whole reason for him. And I also think that, like, Ego is a celestial, which is one of the most powerful beings in the universe, and he was beaten by a bunch of mortals. Yeah. Which is which weird does call for me. Him, yeah, to me too, because it calls into question how powerful Thanos must be 
Yeah. Because if they can just beat this Celestial who created everything, yeah. how is Thanos going to put up that big of a fight? Well, wasn't the idea that since Peter Quill was at least Part half Celestial... This is mm-hmm. true. That and he... And when he was on like his father's planet... Mm-hmm. He technically had almost he, around the same power. Yes. Yeah, but then but when the planet also, blew up, he lost that power, so he's yeah. no longer that. So Peter Quill is completely mortal at this point. Yeah. But he had nowhere near the experience. Like, Ego was millions of years old. Like, he knows how to use this power. He knows everything about it. Peter Quill had been on the planet for a couple of days. And it wasn't even Peter who killed him. It was Groot. Like, baby Groot. With a, <laughs> with a bomb. With a bomb. <laughs> like, <laughs> It wasn't even. It was Mantis too. Like Mantis putting him to sleep was really what allowed the Guardians to kill Ego. Yeah, and I think it like definitely boosts up like Mantis's power too much of being like I can control a Celestial, and it literally. I mean, in the first Guardians, it also explains what Celestials are and how powerful they are, and that they literally destroyed worlds. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's flawed, but I don't think it's a huge issue. So that was my number eleven, and that was your. Number 10, correct? Yes, that was my 10. Cool. So that's a good transition into our top 10, which I think we would all agree is where things start getting a little bit more serious. Yeah, there's a big step up. Uh, I already noticed that Jacob and I's list, we pretty much have the same clump of movies in, in our teens. Um, and there's, there's a distinct difference, I think, from the top 8 to 10 versus the bottom 8 to 10. Um, my number 10 is Age of Ultron. Mm. Uh I didn't think it was as good as the first Avengers or anything like that. I think it was a little disappointing, but when I rewatched it, it is it it does a ton of setup work that pays off later on. That when you saw it in the theaters, you were a little like, "Well, that's not exactly all that I wanted it to be." But over the years, I think it's gotten better because of the things that have happened as a result <laughs> of Age of Ultron. Yeah, I definitely thought that movie was again super entertaining. I love watching superheroes mm-hmm. fight each other. Uh, it had all of those elements that you kind of wanted to see in the mm-hmm. Avengers movie, I thought. Um, but I, I will say it, I did not think it was near as good as the first one. No. Yeah. No, I will. One thing about Age of Ultron is I really like Scarlet Witch and the Vision. I think they're really cool heroes. I think Vision like, is being used a lot more than Scarlet Witch. And I think Scarlet Witch is like this really cool character that needs to be built upon a lot more because of how powerful like she really is. Yeah, like, in the yeah. Comics, she's OP. At one point, she literally, she's a mutant in the comics. But since Marvel doesn't have X Men, yeah, they can't say that. Yeah, but in the comics, she literally says like she kills all of the mutants in the world. I mean, we'll get more to the subject later, yes. but I I have had a little bit of an issue with how they are not necessarily portraying some characters as powerful as they are and mm-hmm. kind of trying to keep everyone on the same level playing yeah. field. That makes yeah, sense. Definitely. I also don't like like Quicksilver's a pretty <clears throat> lame hero in that movie. Like Quicksilver's a pretty And he just cool, dies like, so in the quickly. Yeah. 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 He just doesn't really play a purpose and I think it was kinda of weird if just killing him off that fast. Yeah. But. Um number nine, we have the same mm-hmm. for number nine. And this is speaking of OP characters, mm-hmm. uh Doctor Strange. Yeah. I I think I really when I first saw Doctor Strange like, I saw an IMAX 3D because I knew it was going to be, like, this crazy, like, visual movie, and which it was. Like, Doctor Strange is probably the coolest visually Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, yeah, I'd agree. Just everything about it, the fighting, all of it is really, really cool and interesting. And I think it introduced the magic world of Marvel really, really well. 
it made it interesting. It made it not as weird. And I think it was really smart to introduce Doctor Strange, who is a main player in the comics of the Avengers and arguably the most powerful Avenger because of what his magic is capable of. And also his the eye of whatever, Agamotto or whatever it is. Yeah, that whole another the Infinity time War. Stone. Uh, Infinity Stone, yeah. Yeah, and so he can control time. Like, Doctor Strange is very overpowered. I would have rated that higher if they... Again, used a better villain. I think Kaecilius is just a mirror villain, and that's what a lot of movies in the Marvel Universe do. It's just the same thing as the hero, just evil. Like, yeah. there's no difference. I think Dormammu, at the end, yeah, they need to use him again. insanely powerful, and that all he can do is just reset time and make him frustrated. <laughs> yeah, which shows the power of the Infinity Stone, which is really I have come cool. to bargain! Yeah, which is cool, but also Dormammu, like, in the comics, is one of the most powerful. Like, Power, more powerful than Thanos a lot of the times. And I think they could use him again in the future because he's not dead or anything like that, which would be interesting. But I think Doctor Strange, like, Rachel McAdams is a really good actor too, actress. And I think she's, like, a cool loved interest for Doctor Strange. I think it's very similar to Tony Stark of his arrogancy and, like, his backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I will say I feel like Doctor Strange is way more, like, of a prick. Yeah, I like, do too. Yeah, yeah. like he, like, he's not as like fun. Yeah, like Tony Stark, you would want to hang out with. Like Doctor Strange, yeah. Doctor Strange feels yeah. like he knows more than you, and he knows it, and he's gotta be like ignore you. There was like, no part point where I was like, yeah, no, I'd like to go get a beer yeah. with Doctor Strange. Where like Tony <laughs> yeah. Stark, he'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah. Speaking of beers with Doctor Strange, number eight for me, Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> 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 I see what you did there. Yes, you did. What, what a uh, transition. <laughs> uh, Thor Ragnarok for me, easily the best Thor movie. And my top eight are far above 9 through 18 for me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thor Ragnarok was the funniest uh, the funniest Marvel movie by far mm-hmm. to me. Like, funnier than Guardians, funnier than Ant-Man. It was hilarious. They totally switched... Thor's character mm-hmm. in this one, and they made him so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Hulk's in it, which brings in multiple characters, makes it more entertaining in that way. Valkyrie's in it. It's it's just fun. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing is fun. It's yeah, it's easily yeah. one of my favorites. I'll go into Thor more, but I have it higher than Josh does, and I want to build that up a little bit. Okay, um, but my eight is Iron Man, the first one, and I think that the first Ooh. Iron Man like. Really, really good movie. Some um, people would have that number one. Yeah, I know. Um, I think a lot of people have that as number one because it was the first one, though. And comparatively, I don't think it's as good. I think the villain is good. At, I think Obadiah Stane, like the father aspect that he has with uh, Iron Man and Tony Stark is really cool. And you don't really expect it. Like the first time you saw that movie, you did not expect him no, to be I the villain. Not. Which yeah, is, no. I think it was really good. Totally. Comparatively, like looking and seeing all the movies and going back through, I think Iron Man is way better than any of the phase one movies like without a doubt a lot of phase two movies too yep but like these new ones that have been coming out i think just like they have the marvel formula and they're doing so well with it and like i love the first iron man like it's one of my favorite ones but compared to like my other ones I, it just doesn't like match up for me yeah i'd say after rewatching it uh just what you said it's not it's not as watchable as the new ones the new ones just have mm-hmm. so much more going on and going for it i don't think that they fully knew what they had in the series yet they were i mean obviously it was the first one uh i 
I mean, Robert Downey Jr. made that character iconic, though. Yeah. I think, like, more than anything, his performance in that was yeah. just, like, it is probably the best, in my opinion, the best performance of, like, any of the superheroes, like, any of the superhero movies, like, yeah, I, I think, yeah. I mean, it literally revitalized Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Yeah. Like, he was not famous anymore before that, like... And then he literally did Iron Man. And, and now he is Tony Stark. Yeah, he's huge. one of the highest paid actors in the world. I want to just take a pause and, uh, and say that at this time, our social media director is checked out. Yeah. <laughs> Her face is blank. And we've been talking about Marvel stuff for a I long actually, time. I do have something to say about Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. okay. I know. I was actually paying attention, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I did a case study in one of my marketing classes about Marvel. And the reason they hired on Robert Downey Jr. is he was a recovering alcoholic and they needed cheap actors because they were in, they were wow. like going bankrupt for a while. They were mm. out of it and they needed to revitalize themselves. So they Wow, he saved up. it all. Robert Downey Jr. kinda of went out on a whim with them and you know, before you know it, Iron Man is now one of the most successful movies. So. There is a certain natural aspect that I feel like he gives the role. Like it's like it was like the role that he was born to play, just a playboy yeah. billionaire. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Number seven hmm. <laughs> was <laughs> number seven for me was Guardians of the Galaxy. Once again, another one that people might have number one. I know we already said this with Ant-Man, but when Guardians of the Galaxy was amazing and a hit and everything, it cemented Marvel could do anything they wanted. They had a tree and a raccoon <laughs> as a superhero. <laughs> like, and they and it still was great. It was emotional. Yeah. Like when Groot says, we are Groot, you felt that. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things about that movie is that they hire Vin Diesel to play yeah. Groot. To just say to three just words. Say literally three <laughs> words. words. Oh. And he does it well. Yeah, yeah. I also have Guardians higher, so I want to say my reasoning for that. And okay, I'll later. I'll talk about it then too because I it holds a special place yeah. to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, my number seven is Spider Man Homecoming. Um, mm. I think Spider Man Homecoming is without a doubt the best Spider Man movie, easily. Um, and I think Tom Holland's the best Peter Parker. Yes, absolutely. The other Peter Parkers, like that's not like Peter Parker is supposed to be the small like. We high could, school kid. We could do a whole other podcast. On yeah, it. literally, yeah. like, it was the comedy of it. I also love how it's literally a coming of age high school movie. Like that's what it feels like. Like that's what it is. But then they or incorporate the superhero um, aspect of it. Um, I think just all around, like it's a really good movie. Like it's a feel good movie. Like you just feel really good after watching it. I think the Vulture is one of the best villains I do in the Marvel universe. Like Spider Man being like your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that it's a street level villain is what Vulture is like he's not on aspect and they go through that the entire movie of being like the Avengers aren't gonna like they don't care like why would they care about someone selling weapons yep <laughs> and so like the Vulture having the whole aspect and the twist at the end of being the dad of I don't even of remember the girl that yeah. he loves yeah yeah and I just think like having him like definitely boost the movie a lot more too he feels menacing even though like He's really just doing it for his family. Like he has more reasoning for what he's doing, and you can like yeah. understand where why he's, he's from. yeah his motivation. I'm yeah. also going to save that for later because Spider-Man was one of my favorites yeah. for sure. Number six is for me Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Iron Man one, and Iron Man one, like you said, sets it all up. I just think 
at the time that it was released, it was the same time when Dark Knight kind of stuff was around. Mm-hmm. And it was very different than the Dark Knight, but everyone was enjoying it mm. just as much. And that... Which is not to say that those two are equal movies. No, not at all. <laughs> but it did show that like Marvel had something when that was happening. Like you, I yeah. remember seeing it and being like, oh, this is interesting. Especially yeah. if they keep doing more with it. Um, we've I mean, already talked a lot about it, but yeah, that's true. It brought up for me. the lightheartedness side of what superhero movies can do in the time of where Dark Knight was the movie. Yeah, yeah. well, and um, you think of just darkness, like it's a very dark movie. Yep, yeah. and you think of superhero movies before it. There's so many terrible Batman movies that came out before yeah. Iron Man. There's not many good super Superman movies. Uh, Spider Man. <laughs> Yeah, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire were like the only ones that people were like, yeah, those are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for Spider-Man 3. That, yeah, Spider-Man 3 is the, the worst. The movie. The scene with the <laughs> dancing. That is, it's the worst. Oh that God. is the worst. Just look up Spider-Man 3 dance scene if you want to cringe. <laughs> yes. like, yeah. If you want to watch a better one, have it without any of the music or anything. And like, <laughs> there's literally a video on YouTube of a guy that like dubs over his voice and just kind of like, da. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> probably be better if they did that (laughs) Um, what's your number six my number six probably a little controversial because i think people would also put this as number one i think anyone could put any of these the top i do too as number one is avengers the first one wow you have it that low i do and i think avengers the first one like thinking about it until i rewatched it going through all of them in preparation for Infinity War, I didn't really think it was that amazing. Like, people have always talked about it. I was like, eh, it was kind of boring. And then I rewatched it. I was like, this is the first time that they ever had an ensemble movie of superheroes that worked. Like, it was yeah. really, really good. Like, it, it had It could have been done really terribly. It yeah, ruined I mean, everything. Spider-Man 3 essentially was that. Like, they tried to do an ensemble of villains, like, have a bunch of characters, and it just felt overcrowded. Yep. And that's what it could have been. But, like, the first Avengers, like, having Loki as the villain again was really, really smart. But also having Thanos introduced as, like, the person who's manipulating everyone is, like, really, really big in the Avengers. I also love the dynamic of having, like, all Avengers not get along for a really long time throughout the whole movie until the end battle scene where they all can, like, put aside, like, everything and just be like, we need to get this done situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I mean, I love the aspect of, like... I mean, if you're drawing a parallel to the sports world, it was kind of like when uh, LeBron went to Miami in that first season with like Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. They're all trying to figure out who the alpha male is, and like yeah, the that, Avengers that, do that. And it, mm-hmm. the Avengers movie kind of does that, kind of plays that whole thing out where yeah. everyone's trying to feel out who the top dog is, and then eventually they realize you know it, they're all better with teamwork, which. Is really cheesy, but but it's you know, a superhero movie. It's a like, superhero it's movie. It's supposed to. It's, it's supposed to be cheesy. That's the great yeah. part about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're gonna pause because our top five we're actually gonna release in a podcast later on this week um, because we don't want a two-hour podcast, <laughs> and I'm sure you don't either. So we're gonna pause. We're gonna save the top five and in, uh, Infinity War predictions for a different podcast later in the week. Make sure you. Uh, keep an eye out for that Um, so we're going to wrap it up where we are right now and we will continue it um, in part two so thanks for listening have a great week make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to the podcast yeah bye bye